Welcome to Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, Balance and Relationship Advisor for Bold Women in Business and a Few Brave Men. I am over here both frustrated with technology and laughing at the ridiculousness of the day. So excited to have someone who is patient and who helped push me through my own discomfort, (laughs) which is par for the course for the gentleman that we're going to speak to today. Andy Malinsky, an incredible gentleman, an author, a speaker, an amazing gentleman who I want to tell you just a little bit about. He's a professor of organizational behavior at the Brandeis International Business School and author of Global Dexterity and his brand new book, which I am looking forward to reading, called Reach. This is all about pushing past your comfort zone, and it's something that I've been talking to you guys for a a long time about, so I'm excited to really dive into all of the the elements of what he's doing and how he's sharing it. He's also a writer for Inc.com, Psychology Today, and writes regularly for one of my favorites, the Harvard Business Review. Welcome, Andy, to the Balance Foley Podcast. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. I would just love to learn a little bit more about you and what you've been up to lately. Sure. Yeah. So I, I kind of wear two hats. I'm a professor uh, of organizational behavior and psychology. So I've got a PhD in, in organizational behavior and I'm a trained researcher and I teach and so on at the university. And I also mm-hmm. on the side do write, write popular business books. And I write for Harvard Business Review. I do workshops at companies. I do all sorts of other stuff externally. And uh, yeah, that's what I do, and I and I and I love both. I love both hats that I wear. <laughs> well, what got you writing about comfort zone? Yeah, so it's interesting. So my my first book was called Global Dexterity, which is about acting outside your cultural comfort zone. So I've lived hmm. abroad a couple of times. I lived abroad in Spain and in France, and I've worked with people for years on learning to sort of. Um, Uh, act outside their cultural comfort zone, especially when they have to kind of master American business culture, like people from other countries moving here and trying to kind of master American business culture. And and so my first book was called Global Dexterity, and I got feedback from that book. People were saying, you know, really like the book. But by the way, this idea of acting outside your comfort zone is broader than just, you know, crossing national cultures. You should write a book on acting outside your comfort zone, period. And, you know, it's funny because when, when, when people started saying that, I started thinking to myself, you know, that's something I've struggled with my whole life, you know, um, stepping outside my comfort zone, whether it was participating in class in college or networking or giving speeches and so on. And, and so it just really resonated with me. So, with me, so, so, so it inspired me. And I did a lot of research and, 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 you know, conducted research myself. And I started even teaching and training people. And, 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 and the book was born. Yeah, so I would love to learn a little bit more about that because a lot of our listeners, as you and I were talking in the green room before, they are in business and many of them are transitioning or crossing that bridge from leaving their full-time professions and kind of using those transferable skills if it applies to wherever their new entrepreneurial endeavors are taking them. And there's a lot of discomfort in that process. Um, you were a beast at work, you were well known in your industry, and because of passion pulling you forward towards your purpose, you're now really looking to broaden out and just go a little bit further in a different way of helping people, but you may not necessarily have that brand behind you, you know, that Fortune 500 company you were working for that had credibility to open some doors for you, you no longer necessarily have that same kind of automatic credibility when you're walking in that new door. So for many people, there's some 
frustration, a little bit of shame of not having uh, such big feet behind them, if you will. There's a lot of other elements that are going in. And to use your, um, your history being in organizational development and also dealing with culture, they're leaving one type of you know, big corporate culture and moving into a completely new world with entrepreneurship. So I'm curious as to what your own experience has been with that because you've clearly branched out from being a quote-unquote traditional professor. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no question. You know, I have, and there, there, there are people like me, but not not so many. Um, it, it is, it is hard. There's no question. Um, and now I'm even branching out further because I'm starting to create some online training and basically starting like a little business. My, I'm a little solopreneur, <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. So, so I'm creating online training based on stepping outside your comfort zone, which is super exciting to do, but absolutely outside my comfort zone, the business side, because I've never done it before. But you know what's interesting? I, I've, I've reflected a lot about this. And I, I, in fact, I wrote something for Harvard Business Review recently about this. It's like, you know, you're, you're probably more resilient than you think, right? Uh, you, you know, your whole life, you've, you've, been, you've been probably making some pretty significant changes. You know, uh, you know, I have kids now, I have kids who are 11 and 13. So moving from, you know, elementary school to mm -hmm. middle school is a big change. Going to high school, going to college, living alone for the first time, getting that first job, moving from the world of university to the working world. How about being a manager for the first time? Like instead of being an individual performer, all of a sudden being a manager, you know, m maybe you've gotten married, whatever it is. It's like your whole life has been full of transitions and you probably have more flexibility, more resilience than you think you do. And I think sometimes it, it I find that that it kind of it kind of falls away, like we get through a hurdle and then we forget what went into it and, and how much resilience we had. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about all those micro conversion moments, you know, that led me to where I am now and almost seven years later, my own business after being a clinician. And I remember when I first had my, you know, big, broad vision of where I eventually want the company to be, which we're nowhere near that point yet. But I remember the first um, immediate reality moment that I had was how does little old me, this little social worker at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia with all of the great love that I had in my work and all the things that I did, but I knew I was being called for something bigger than myself and bigger than the moments I was working in. How do I get from this little point way over here all the way to the other side? And, you know, even what's the next first step? And there was a lot of discomfort for me personally, just going through that, including just, you know, I got to go home and share this with my husband who might look at me like I have lost my mind with all, you know, all the loans we had for school and all the time he dealt with the kids by himself because I was up, you know, late in classes and just everything that you sacrifice when you're going through school and you have a young family. And I'm talking multiple degrees and multiple certifications. So there was a lot that he kind of quote unquote put up with me with. And then I'm going to go home and say, and by the way, honey, I'm now going to put all of that aside and get ready for this unknown world. I mean, there was a big discomfort um, aspect hanging over, over me in that moment, just at the thought of sharing this and wondering what his reaction be and his expectation of me just you know from that small moment so i know there's a lot of that that happens for everyone and i'm curious about when it's happened or if it's happened for you yeah it's 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 interesting you said a lot of things there and and i i i agree with the challenges you're talking about i mean I, the initially you were talking about um i want to i want to get to the point about your your husband or, or about you know the people in our lives whoever they are in our lives which is really important but but earlier, you also referenced 
an idea that that I write about as well about like the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you said like little old me, right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, a lot of people stepping into situations outside their comfort zone wonder about like little old them, you know, like, <laughs> like, like who, who am I, you know, to be able to do this? You know, am I a poser? Am I not worthy? You know, I, I can't possibly be qualified, right? And, and people call it the imposter syndrome, but it's it's funny again. It's it's um, you know, I've written about this as well, and and, and I've thought a lot about this, and I've seen it time and time again. And you know, th there's some ways to overcome the imposter syndrome. I write about it in my book Reach. Um, you know, uh, you know, there, even though you might you might feel like an imposter, there there's some there's actually some power in being a newcomer, right? Being a novice, you know, you 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 you're not sort of um. You can come to problems fresh. You don't have the assumptions of people who have been dealing with these things for a long time. You've got the kind of like an asset for creativity, and and, and that's the thing that oftentimes makes a big difference. And you know that's important. Um, you know, and as I said before, it's it's it, remember it's old hat. You've been there before. You've been a beginner before many right. times, and so on. And you know, and and the other thing I, I I often tell people about you know this idea of the imposter syndrome is you're not alone. You know, I was interesting in Harvard Business Review um, kind of a couple of years ago. I referenced this in, in, in my book as well. Um, uh, there was a, a survey of CEOs about what they f what, what they fear the most, what keeps them up at night. And you know, you'd think it might be like, you know, competition <laughs> or industries you know, dying mm -hmm. or whatever it is. You know, their industry is under threat and so on. No, it was it was their own feelings of incompetence and that and, and that they're going to get revealed to others. And so. You know, you're not alone. You're not the only person who feels this way. And I think sometimes that's that's it's 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 good to normalize that, right? To 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 make that to to not feel. I think a lot of people sometimes think, oh my gosh, it's just me who feels this way. But no, it's absolutely not just you. So I just wanted to highlight that since I know you talked about that earlier and other things too. But I think that's really important for people to hear. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And and honestly, to your point of this is old hat, oh, which I love, by the way, because I'm constantly, since I'm always talking about balance, I'm talking about the many hats that we wear, right? And one of those hats is getting through to get to the next level, like going through to get through. And to your point, like that was the way that I felt, you know, back at in 2009 when I first had my vision. And it took me almost nearly two full years to step into myself and get to the, the place of being um, comfortable enough to at least jump and take a risk, which is when we started our business in 2011. And although I don't deal with that particular challenge anymore, there were a ton more that came after. Because now you're like, yes, I'm brave. You know, I did that one thing. And it's like walking in a pool or an ocean and not realizing what the drop will be. You're good because you feel good. Like, oh, yeah, I'm walking. And then you didn't realize there was like another three-foot drop down and you weren't prepared for that. <laughs> um, and I think that those things come up, especially in business, but in life, period. I mean, just to use your point earlier about relationships and just transitioning through, you know, going from middle school to high school and all of that. Well, you deal with that in your relationships too, when you're no longer on stage with your spouse or your partner or the person you're dating anymore, when the masks have come off and you've seen each other get a little bit frustrated or angry, you know, those things are, are part of the process too, with being uncomfortable so you can unveil some of the hidden gaps or issues that need to be taken care of. And I think sometimes that stuff doesn't come up until you've hit in a really uncomfortable moment. Um, so I'm really curious for you as well, if you've experienced that just personally as a man in business, who's a professor with all of this awesome background and degrees and certifications and living life and being human as well. So which part in particular? So the part of just dealing with the discomfort inside relationship as well, like that, 
that uncomfortable space that can come up. And sometimes it's just because, you know, everything was great before you were parents and now you're parents and you realize you have two very different thoughts on how to raise your kids around a specific issue or challenge or maybe it's not about the kids, right? Maybe it's just, you know, I really love traveling and she really doesn't, you know, and, and you know, and then that comes up and what, and it, it doesn't have to be a big discomfortable thing to like break up a family, but something that you knew that was really uncomfortable that you had to face and deal with so that the two of you can move forward, whatever moving forward looked like for you. So just go through it. Yeah, no, I think that's really, I think that's really important, you know, cause, cause, um, when you're stepping outside your comfort zone, you know, I, I talk in my book, um, reach about, you know, kind of everyday acts of courage, you know, stepping up to give a speech, um, you know, being assertive, speaking your mind, speaking up at a meeting, um, networking when it's uncomfortable for you. But, you know, the, some of the some of the grander situations like you're talking about or, you know, like like leaving your job and, and making, you know, and, and trying something completely new, which, of course, is a big potential strain on your family. And I think it's really important. To, you know, these are not you're, you're, when you do that, you know, when you're when you're trying to make small talk or network or speaking in public, you know, that's kind of on you. But when you're making a life decision that impacts your family, your kids, your 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 spouse, you know that that's that's a family decision. So yeah, no, I'm I'm always my wife and I are always um, you know communicating around that. I remember early on, um, I think the probably the biggest strain for me was was w when we had our kids and when they were really young. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like just like like having like an infant in a in a two-year-old yeah. or something like that <laughs> you know that's that's when it's just rough mm -hmm. right and that's but 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 what's important i think at that point i was thinking at that point of even you know that you know i've always wanted to kind of branch out and do do a, a variety of different things and you know i, I was thinking of, of of doing that and and i've always wanted to make an impact uh, even beyond academics make an impact just on you know regular everyday people and and i've always wanted i've been really but but you know what it, it, that just wasn't the time to do it you know i i I was like, I was like operating on like, you know, six hours of non-consecutive sleep a night. And, you know, my wife is having less and mm -hmm. just like insane. Right. And so, so, I mean, I think together as a, as a couple, we, you know, we made the decision to, that, that this wasn't the right time, but, you know, as your kids get older, as things change, you know, depending on other elements of stability or instability in your life, you look at the big picture. And I think that that, you know, it's something I always think about. Absolutely. No, you know, but Andy, that's a really good point. So I'm always saying when, you know, there's the naysayers that are out there that are like, there's no such thing as work-life balance, you know, it's, it's harmony or integration or whatever, which I, I, I really feel like it's just a play. It's a semantic play on the word balance. At the end of the day, your balance is custom fit for you. When your kids were younger, you, your balance worked well by not traveling the world and speaking on all the stages, right? And, you know, now you're at a different stage where you could write multiple books and write for different magazines and uh, peer-reviewed, you know, um, periodicals, I don't know why I couldn't think of the word for Harvard Business Review, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like now you can do things different because your kids are older and your balance has shifted because your life has sh shifted in a way that just makes sense for your family dynamic. But you hit such a pivotal point when you talked about timing, because that's not something in today's world of instant gratification and valorization and the Instagram generation, you know, all that stuff where everything's about optics and let's take a picture of the plate of food. Let's take a picture of the restaurant. Let's take a picture of all of these things. Uh, people's patience for their life dream is not necessarily the same as it used to be. And that can pull up another level of 
discomfort or on the opposite side, making people feel limited that they're, it just will never happen. And I'm sure you address some element of when to reach or when to know when to reach in your book, highlight, hit, hit, reach for, uh, for the world that's reading it. So I'm curious if you talk um, at all about just timing or just when to know it's time to break the box of whatever's going on so you can get uncomfortable. Like when does it make sense to do it versus when it, when does it make sense to just sit still a little bit longer, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's an important point. Again, it's it's funny, all these topics you're bringing up are so key and, I've, and, and, and I could, I feel like a broken record, you know, I, I wrote <laughs> about that for Har, in my in, Har, in my Harvard Business Review uh, uh, column that I that I write, I, I've written about that exact topic mm-hmm. about when to, you know, when not, to, when you want to stay right in your comfort zone. And, you know, I certainly don't want anyone to think that, you know, that, and if you look on the internet on comfort zone, if you Google comfort zone, do like a Google image, mm-hmm. you're going to find all sorts of information like, you know, life doesn't begin until the edge of your comfort zone or nothing ever good happened in your comfort zone. Basically, comfort zones get a really bad rap <laughs> on Google. And so, but, but but absolutely, I do not think that everyone, even though I wrote a book about stepping outside your comfort zone, everyone should not just immediately try to jump off cliffs and step outside their comfort zones. I mean, you have to you have to customize it for, for, for what and when it works for you, right? And, and so, for example, you know, just for, for me, like with, with our, my family, it was just not the right time. You know, I, I was also, by the way, mm. trying to get tenure, which in an acad- academic setting means means writing um, pretty high level academic articles to, uh, you know, to make a significant contribution on your academic field. And that's, you know, that's serious, deep work. And not that I don't do that now, but that I was, it was sort of like a, a, a sprinting process for that. And, you know, that was not the right time. And I think the same thing is true with with all of us. There's timing is really important, and you want to, you know, you want to, you can never guarantee anything in life, really. But what you can do is you can set up the conditions that make it more likely that you're going to be successful, you know. And and so, 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 so that's what you can do. And I think timing is one of those conditions that you can, you know, play with to increase the odds of success. So. Yeah, no, I think that's a powerful point that especially from the space of you being someone who's walked the walk the walk and talk the talk of having to put some things on the shelf to make space for other things until you could really appreciate and enjoy the process of your next level instead of trying to cram it all in while your wife has the two year old and the one year old, you know, and, and everything else going on. So I really do respect and appreciate you sharing that. And I'm, you know, I would love for you to share just a little bit more about what people can expect for reach because you know we're going to be driving everyone to the book. So tell them what they can expect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, so, 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 so the book is so. Um, so for the book, I interviewed people from all sorts of different professions, you know, managers, executives, small business owners, entrepreneurs, for sure, but also doctors, lawyers, uh, police officers, um, uh, rabbis, priests, even a goat farmer, oh, wow. all sorts of people. Yeah. And all sorts of situations. Cause I really wanted to sample broadly. And what the book's about is the book's about, you know, why is it hard? In other words, we all know it's hard, but why specifically can you sort of identify what the key pain points are? And I find that's very powerful because once you can start to do that, you start having a little bit more control. So so why is it hard? How do we avoid doing it is the second part of the book. Like, like what, what are our avoidance strategies? Can you look yourself in the mirror and identify which are your go-to avoidance mm-hmm. strategies? 
And, and then the last part of the book, which is the main part of the book, is what you can do about it. You know, what distinguished people who are successful uh, from people who are unsuccessful? And the other thing I should say is that in addition to interviews, I also have been teaching and training people to step outside their comfort zones for a long time. Uh, and, and that's that's what also is inspiring me to go to, to create my online uh, training. So it's it's all very exciting. And yeah, I would I'd be very honored if, if you if if folks out there would check out the book, I think you'll find it a super user friendly book and and, and and I think very helpful. No, that's super cool. So um, is it available now or do they have to wait a little bit? No, it's available right now. Oh, that's perfect. So you know we're going to grab those links from you to put at the, the base of the show note and on iTunes and all that stuff just to make sure everyone who's listening right now, all of our dreamers and doers of Balance Bully that are driving, we want you to be safe. So we'll make sure that we put those links on there so you can grab uh, right after the show. So Andy, I would love to know what in, in between teaching and tenure and being a great husband and father and all the many hats that you wear, because it's clearly more than the two that you started with, uh, what do you do to have your own unapologetic pause for yourself? Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I would say the number number one thing is uh, walking my dog. Really? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, we, we, we have a dog. I love, I love animals, and I mm-hmm. especially love dogs. And I... I, I, I look forward to walking my dog ideally i don't always get to but ideally multiple times a day ideally about an hour a day and i and i have uh, i love listening to podcasts mm-hmm. uh interestingly <laughs> <laughs> i love being on them but i also love listening mm-hmm. to them and so i have my headphones i've got my iphone i listen to my podcast i walk my dog if it's a nice day like it is today it's just it's just the perfect thing so that that's i think that is my that's that's my time yeah, no, I love the fact that you can incorporate some shared time, some quality time with your dog, because animals are our family. We're big dog people in our household, too. And just you obviously incorporating the healthy part of walking and getting some fresh air and stimulating your spirit and your mind and your soul with some good, healthy podcasts like Balance Boldly. Yes. There you go. <laughs> um, and how can everyone contact you who wants to reach out and follow up? Yeah, definitely. So I, I have a website uh, that I've created to be the kind of website I would want to visit. That was my inspiration. Okay. So so it's uh, www.andymolinsky.com, A-N-D-Y-M-O-L-I-N-S-K-Y. And I know some of you are driving or w- maybe walking your dog. <laughs> so, you know, I can't write it down, but, but check it out. I've got all sorts of uh, really, I think, cool content on there. I write for Inc.com. Uh, I'm a columnist there for Harvard Business Review, Psychology Today. I've got quizzes. I've got videos. I've got all sorts of stuff on there, plus all the links to my social, uh, LinkedIn and, and, and Twitter. And I've got an author, Facebook, and, and even my emails on there. So so please contact me. I love, I love hearing from people. No, that's so cool. Andy, I super appreciate you being here and taking some time out with me to pour into our listeners who are literally investing in themselves right now by just carving out this time to share this space with us. Uh, Your topic, your tenured ability to research this with farmers and everyone else in between, which I'm still pretty excited about because I think that's so different. Um, So I'm looking forward to purchasing this book as well. And I do expect a signed copy, hint, hint. Um, (laughs) And I look forward to it. You've been amazing and incredible. And I thank you for being a part of Balance Boldly. Well, thank you so much. This is, I really enjoy this conversation.
Me as well. So Andy, don't go anywhere. I just want to give a little close to our dreamers and doers out there that are listening to us. Thank you again so much for your time and, and your feedback for everything. So Balance Boldly listeners, you amazing people that are out there following us, loving us. I'm still getting so many messages about Selfish September, and it was such a phenomenal thing to do. We've decided to incorporate it. So from now on, every other episode will be an amazing expert featured guest like the dear Andy Malinsky that we just had, who's giving something to you that will grow you and help you shake the shame. And in between, our episodes will be a little solo or narrative cast, as we'll say, for being selfish and literally taking care of you so you can take of everyone else and all the things that matter for your balance, your life, your relationships, and your business. So thanks so much for being with us. You know how to follow up with me at Balance Boldly on Twitter and Instagram, uh, two of my favorite places to play, especially uh, lately with IG. I'm not really sure how I fell in love with it, but I have. I started to fall in love with it. So come and play with me over there. You know it's the easiest way to get in touch with me if you're not emailing me directly at askmakita at bigpro.com. Um, outside of that, we have some great 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 things to share with you but i'm going to make you wait till next week because we want to get a little bit closer to launch dates to share you know dreamersblueprint.com is opening any day now um so i'm really excited about that too but again i want to leave some anticipation and make you wait to see some of the fantastic things we've been working on in the back end until next time just take care of you be unapologetic in all of the selfish ways that you're going to infuse to make sure you have the energy to take care of everyone else that matters So balance your day, but do it boldly.